Happy Mother's Day. And I couldn't think of a better way today um, than to share this stage with someone who I love and appreciate very much. But I gotta brag on this person for just a moment because this person has studied. This person has helped write this message. They have spent hours and hours of preparation getting ready for today. So if you would, Albany Church, would you give a warm welcome to my son, Levi Bosma? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I love you. Thank you so much. All right, I think before we get started, can we pray? All right. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you again so much for today. And I thank you, Jesus, that in Psalm 78, you tell us, God, that it is a privilege. In fact, it's a command from you that we would share the works of God from generation to generation. And I thank you, Jesus, that we have the opportunity today to see one of your generations share the word of God. So I pray for open hearts in this room, and I pray for open ears in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Before you get started, let me share this scripture real quick. In, in Psalm 78, which I was referring to, it says this, that God commanded parents to teach their children the faithful works of God. So the next generation would know them, even the children yet to be born. So this is a command and a privilege to be able to raise up our kids in the Lord. And if you're thinking, well, man, I haven't even gotten started in that. Well, guess what? Today's a great day to get started because we are going to show them so that in turn, they would tell their children and they would put their trust in God and would not forget his deeds, but keep his commands. What we do on Sundays, what we do Monday through Saturday, come on, is generational change. And so go ahead and take it away, Levi. Uh, good morning, Avenue Church, and uh, happy Mother's Day. <laughs> um, <laughs> we are in our series called um, Distracted 2.0. Has, has anyone like ever gotten distracted? Yeah. <laughs> um, for example, have you ever like gone downstairs to grab something, but then when you get down there, you like don't even know why you're down there? Yes. <laughs> so it's kind of like that. But um, I've totally done that. But um, <laughs> we get distracted with little things, but we also get distracted by big things. And last week, my dad shared with us. Your life is too valuable. Your life is too valuable. Your calling is too great. Your God is too good for you to be distracted by things that do not matter. <laughs> so let's make, make, let's make that personal and let's say it together. So, um, <laughs> all right, ready? My um, life. My life is. Oh, right there. My life is too valuable. My calling is too great. My God is too good for me to be distracted by things that do not matter. So today, me and my mom want to talk about distracted prayer. Yes. Have you ever prayed a distracted prayer? Right? Because I'm saying we need prayers to raise our families, right? We need prayers to just stay in this thing with Jesus. We need prayers just to get through Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. And so, but many times, I don't know if you've ever done this, I have, where I've gone into my prayer time and I am ready to have some moments with Jesus. And as I'm thanking him for his faithfulness in my life, and I'm thanking God for your provision, and oh my gosh, I'm providing dinner tonight. And we have a guest coming over, and I haven't even gone grocery shopping. What am I going to make? And all of a sudden, I'm thinking, what's on my Pinterest board? And what kind of recipe can I pull? What's easy? And I've totally forgot that me and Jesus were having a conversation. Anyone ever done that? You've ever had a distracted prayer? Well, today, Levi and I, I want to share not distracted prayers, come on, but daring prayers. We want to say, what does it look like as a son of God, as a daughter of God? Come on, as a child of God, what does it look like 
to pray daring prayers. And these prayers are going to revolutionize our relationship with Jesus. These are soul-searching prayers. These are faith-building, kingdom-building, world-shaking prayers. And hear me, you can do it. I can do it. We all can pray these daring prayers. And so the prayers that we're gonna be talking about today are search me, break me, and send me. And so let's start right here with search me. When I think of the search me prayer, right? I'm thinking of how awesome of a privilege it is that, that we get to pray. And some of us are often concerned to even go start praying to God because I don't sound eloquent enough. I don't have the right words. I, I, don't, know, I don't know what I'm saying. What if I don't get this right? Maybe some of you grew up reciting prayers. Maybe your family taught you how to pray a prayer. Maybe you found prayer in scripture. I remember when you were younger and we learned the, the Lord's prayer because that's what my mom taught me. And so do you remember some of it? Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be um, your name. Thy kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's right. See, I remember that. And I remember teaching him that like when he was four years old. And those are great. Those are great to teach kids. It's great to even learn them ourselves, to recite prayers. There's wonderful prayers out there. But what we want you to know is that prayer is more than a religious expression. Yeah, it's so much more than a religion. It's like, it's about a relationship. It's about a conversation with God, right? It's more than a religious expression. This is, I want to take time to like communicate with my Lord to, to spend time with my God. And, and see, what we want to do with prayer, with these search me prayers, is we're asking God to have access to our hearts. We're asking God to come in and, and, and look at the areas in my life, the good, come on, the bad and the ugly. And I love that we can do that with Jesus because of his life and death and resurrection. He says this to us in Hebrews. Paul refers to Jesus and says, Jesus understands our weaknesses for he faced all the same testings we do. So if you ever feel that you are going through something that no one else understands, Jesus understands it. And he went through so many of the same testings, yet he did not sin. There's the difference. I messed that up, right? But so let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it the most. So we do need to lean into prayer. We need to lean into this search me prayer because here's the deal. Prayer is from the heart. It's unscripted and it's personal. So again, those recited prayers are great. It's a great place to start, but God wants us to be personal and he wants us to be unscripted with him. So Levi, let me ask you this, right? Because we're talking about Jesus and, and that God's our father and he wants to have these conversations with us, right? It's relational, like you said, it's not just religion. And so what do dad and I always ask you when we pick you up from school? How was your day? How was your day? How many parents have you guys asked that? How was your day, right? And if you were ever to just say, it's good. Would I let you stay there? What would I have? <laughs> I would have to say more, because like you want to know what I did. You want to know my interactions with people. And like you just want to know like how my day went in general and like what I did during recess and specific right. subjects. That's right. Because I want to know what his life is like. I, I want him to know me as his mom, but I also want to know him as my son. I want to know what, what did he struggle with during the day? What were the moments that he was proud of and, and do I need to jump in on that proud moment and encourage him? Is there a character building opportunity? Is there something that happened in the day that he's not proud of, but it's not my job to shame him. I'm not, I'm not here as his parent to shame him. I'm here to correct him and move him, right? In that faithful lovingness and graciousness of God. And so those character moments, we look for that. And, and how do we do that in our house, Levi? Well, when we eat dinner, we sit at the dinner table as a family, and um, 
but we, we have no electronics, no nothing at the table. We just talk and eat. Yeah, that's right. Because we have to create distraction-free spaces to connect. And so I encourage that, whether it's with your spouse, your friends, your family, I encourage these distraction-free spaces to connect. But hear me, we also do that in prayer. In prayer, we gotta remove, I mean, our mind is distracting enough, right? To go from thank you for your provision to oh my goodness, my grocery list. But, but creating these spaces and times in our lives where I just get to get alone with Jesus. And I'm here to talk with him as his daughter and he is ready to meet with me as my father. You know, I, I love the distraction-free spaces. Yeah, um, my parents named me Levi David Bosma. My dad's middle name is David too. My dad's mom named him Jeremy David because David means loved by God. David in the Bible had a very close relationship with God and he prayed a lot. He praised God, he complained to God, but he was, he was honest with God and he even questioned God. So we get the search me prayer from David in the Bible. Psalm 139, Psalm 139, 20, 23 through 24, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. Now you may be wondering, how can we pray this daring prayer of search me? Um, instead of asking God to do something for me, ask him to reveal something in me. Can you, that was so good. I need you to say, I need you to say that a little bit louder because that was a really good amen point. Instead of asking God to do something for me, ask him to reveal something in me. That's good. We're really good at asking God for stuff. I know I ask God for a ton of stuff, but um, <laughs> I ask him to have a good day. I ask him for help on a hard test that I'm doing, but I also ask him to show me what I'm doing wrong or even what I'm doing right. And sometimes I think to myself, is there something in me that God wants to change? Or is there something in me that needs to be changed? Ooh, that's so good. Right, sometimes, that's really good. Sometimes, you know, is there something in me that needs to change? Not just that I want to change, but is there something that I need to change? And that is such a daring prayer. When, when we get that prayer from David and David is saying, search my heart, see if there's any anxious thoughts in me. See if there's something, God, that offends you that's in my life, right? and then lead me to the path of everlasting life. And there's some things that we could pull out of this prayer that'll help us guide ourselves with a search me. If we're saying, God, I'm gonna pray this daring prayer. I'm gonna open up my heart and let you into these places of my life. Well, this search me prayer, here's some good ways to pray this out. What I fear the most can often reveal where I trust God the least, right? So David said, know my anxious thoughts. Some of you are like, don't even bring up my anxious thoughts right now. This is my no anxious zone, right? Way to go, Lindsay. Pew, my mind, my mind's already going. But the, Lord, but the Lord goes through David that know my anxious thoughts. So if you find yourself worried, maybe it's about the same subject. Maybe it may be different things, but it falls into the same category. Maybe that's an area in our lives where we are trusting God the least. And that's a good opportunity to say, search me, Lord. Know my anxious thoughts. Know what I'm, I'm fearing. Know what I'm worried about. And maybe I need to trust you more in this area. Come on, that's a revealing prayer. But also, David said, is there anything in me that offends you? A good indicator, and hear me, I am guilty of this. A good indicator that I may have something offensive in me. Not that you've been offended, but that we're being offensive. Something's offensive in me. Is am I accusing others while excusing myself? Right? Am I pointing my finger to other people? But what I'm really doing is pointing at the thing that I don't even like inside of me. But instead of dealing with it in my daring prayer of search me, Lord, 
I'm just accusing and accusing. That makes sense, huh? That defensiveness. And the last thing he said, lead me to the path of everlasting life. I think a great way to say that is, where you lead me, I will follow. And so this search me prayer is, okay, God, am I veering off in another direction that you did not call me to? Is my heart going somewhere that you don't want it to go? Am I, am I dreaming dreams, Jesus, that may not be according to your will at this time? Lord, am I, am I wandering off that path of everlasting life? Do you need to align me back with your will? Come on, these are daring prayers, not distracted prayers. When we say, search me, oh God, it's awesome and it's brave and we can all do it. So that is daring prayer number one. Daring prayer number two is break me. Wow, okay. Uh, break me. <laughs> break me can sound uh, pretty scary. You can think like, God, like, what are you going to do to me? Like, what is this going to feel like? But when I heard of this second type of daring prayer, I immediately thought of a scene from one of my favorite movies, The Avengers. Ooh, okay. He said his favorite movie, The Avengers. I am a Marvel mom. Are there any Marvel lovers out there? Come on. That's right. Spider-Man, Iron Man, Captain America, all of the above. So good. And we've watched a lot of Marvel. But you did. You said this, like, went exactly to your mind when we thought of Break Me. Yeah, because we're going to show this scene because this may be what goes to your mind when we say, Break Me. What are you doing? Uh, a little help! I got him. first of all, but um, like the whole broke Loki, just want to throw that out, but um, he picked him up and he just slammed him up and down, up and down, but one thing I think when I'm going to pray the daring prayer break me is, well, I feel like Loki, if I pray the prayer break me, like God break me, will God actually do that to me? Right. Is he going to treat me like a rag doll? Throw me around a bit. What if I pray this prayer break me, God? What does that entail? Well, let me encourage you real quick with James chapter one, which you're probably gonna think is like really not that encouraging. Hold on, let's get ahead. Woo, well, I'm going backwards. Sorry, guys. Let me hit the right buttons. There we go, here we go. It says, dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy, right? Not that, that it's bringing great joy, but it's an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Now, James is trying to encourage us because none of us are exempt from hard times, right? So this break me prayer, what does it entail? Well, it entails a little bit of James chapter one, that difficult times are gonna come your way, but when they do, they can be an opportunity for growth. But I recognize often that instead of us praying this daring prayer, break me, we pray comfort me. And so here's some lessons to learn about this. If comfort is queen, 
we are robbing ourselves of growth. If comfort is the one that sits on the throne of our hearts, then when trials that come that we could pray, break me in Lord, show me what it means to be broken in you. Well, if comfort's queen, then we're not gonna have an opportunity to grow. Let me put it this way. If we pray only for protection from trials, then we rob ourselves of future maturity. If we're only praying, God, protect me, God, and hear me, I pray that prayer. I'm a parent. I pray the prayer of God, protect him. But hear me, it breaks my heart when Levi goes through things that hurt him. It hurts me when he's bullied or frustrated or whatever it may be, especially when things are outside of his control and I see him hurting. As a parent, that breaks my heart. But hear me, we learned in the boundaries series, right? That we have to even have boundaries for our children. That often they're going to make decisions and those decisions have consequences. And I cannot rescue them from every single consequence, no matter how hard it, or how much it hurts my heart to watch him go through something. Because hear me friends, if we become rescuers, instead of parents and coaches and mentors, if we only wish and desire to rescue, our children will not grow up to be mature adults. And we will not have the opportunity to see that character develop. In fact, James doesn't just talk about it, but oops, Paul talks about it in Romans. He says, we can rejoice too. Again, are these guys, what are they smoking all these times that they're saying that it's gonna be joy, right? To go through these, great, these hard times. But he says, we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials for we know that they help us develop endurance. What is the endurance? It's the capacity to keep going when times get tough. So to help us develop that endurance and hear me, you're not just born with endurance, you have to build endurance. And endurance develops, it strengthens our character. And character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. Do you see that we can't get to strengthening our hope in Jesus unless we have these character defining moments? So we can't skip the character defining moments and hope that our families will be on fire for Jesus later on. We have to let them sometimes go through these fires. And then it, this hope will not lead to disappointment. So families, as we are trusting our children, as I'm trusting Levi to God, I have to believe that my hope will not lead to disappointment. It's not gonna lead to disappointment for me as his parent, and it's not gonna lead to disappointment as, as Levi, as a child of God. For we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. So if we're wondering, God, if I pray, break me, are you going to abuse me? The answer is no, because of his great love for you and because he's given you the Holy Spirit and because we can endure and our hope and our character is gonna grow. So if we understand this, we can see that burdens can, with God's help, become blessings. Trials can strengthen our faith. Hurting can actually make us more compassionate. Anyone more compassionate because of hurt that you've gone through? Raise your hand. Yeah, absolutely, amen. And suffering can draw us closer to God. See, I wanna share with you that, that brokenness is a humbled and a surrendered spirit. It's a humbled and a surrendered spirit, even when it's hurting. And a lot of times when we're hurting, we think that's our get out of humble card, right? Get out of prayer card because I'm hurting. You know, in January of this year, uh, my husband shared from this platform that our adoption had fell through and that we lost the little boy that we had been trying to adopt for a year and a half. And I remember that Sunday, he and I had to jump on a plane right after service. So he bared his heart and then we got to go get on a plane because we are taking our staff 
to a leadership conference about leading in a brave new world, because y'all know this world has changed, right? So how do we as pastors and leaders lead in this brave new world? And so I remember even driving to the, to the, to the airport and I'm just in tears from Sunday. And the next morning we're in our hotel room and Jeremy is still sleeping, praise the Lord, for those who could sleep through things. And I go into the living room of our hotel room. Now, before you think, oh my goodness, she had a living room in her hotel room. It was Embassy Suites, folks. Embassy Suites on discount, right? Hotels.com discount. So, but there was a living room and I went and sat in that sofa and I remember praying to God. Because remember, when we say search me, we weren't to give them the good, the bad, and the ugly. And often when we're hurting, there's some ugly in us. And I told the Lord, I feel like you're using motherhood as a punishment to me. I have lost babies in the womb and now I've lost one out of the womb. And I feel like you are punishing me. But then I corrected myself and I told him, but I know that's not true to your character because you won't punish me. But as your daughter, I want you to know I feel punished. Amen. All right. I literally did that. Amen. And I got ready. I met our staff in the lobby of the hotel room and we went on to go lead a brave new world. And during that conference, it was at lunch, almost before lunchtime. And a speaker got up and said that we as leaders, we are built like boats and boats are not meant to be at dock. Boats were built to sail. We're meant to get out on that ocean, get out on that sea and go make a difference in this world. And the speaker just had this great word and then someone else came up and said, I just feel in this room that there are people who feel that they cannot endure anymore. Now they were referring to ministry and I can endure in ministry, I love ministry but I could not endure of the pain of losing what I thought was going to be my son. And so I responded to the altar call, me and four other people in a room full of 200 people. That's exciting. That's daring. I was like, oh, well, here I go. And I go up to the altar with four other people and this woman comes right to me. And I had not exchanged any words with this woman. In fact, this woman was attending because it was hosted at her church and she had her baby in the stroller. And so she was momming it while doing the conference. And she came up to me and she said, as you were walking up, I had a vision of the Lord for you. And she goes, can I pray for you and share with you what I saw? I said, sure, right? I'm already crying, sure. (laughs) And she goes, I see you on your boat and you are at dock and you are frantically trying to untie the rope to your boat and you're trying to get out to sail. But God is not allowing you to untie that rope and you think that he's punishing you. (laughs) I'm like, who called her? (laughs) You think God's punishing you, but he's healing you. He's healing you. I was blown away because the, the verbiage that I used in my search me prayer, in a hotel room, in a city that I do not live in, going to a conference, to a church that I don't know the people at, and here comes this woman with a baby to give me the very word that I spoke to God about that morning, that God is healing me. That's, that's crazy. Like, (laughs) wow. But um, this is an example of break me when God uses hard times to draw you closer to God. And just because it comes out of another person's mouth does not mean it's not from the heart of God. God uses so many people in the Bible to spread the love of God. And we can't be afraid to pray the prayer, break me, or any of these daring prayers, because what God really is trying to do to you is heal you. It's so good, it's so good, amen, amen. 
So praying that prayer of break me in broken times, it's literally just a prayer of surrender. It's saying, all right, God, I'm already feeling a little bit crushed. Why don't we work out some things, God, that may be in me and maybe you wanna do some healing, some soul searching, it's so good. But we've got three daring prayer friends, three daring prayers. So let's go to our very last one of send me, send me. You know, we get this prayer from the prophet Isaiah. And in fact, in Isaiah chapter six, it records this interaction that Isaiah has with this vision of the Lord. And in this vision, Isaiah sees the Lord. And it says that the train of his robe fills the temple, which means this is a big old glory moment. This robe is filling this temple. And he hears, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. And as he's seeing this vision of God and he's, he's in there, he's seeing He's feeling of how unclean am I? And he says, man, who am I? A man of unclean lips and I represent a people of unclean lips. I wonder if we would feel the same way if we were in the presence of God. Oh my God, I made it here. Like I'm, I'm in your presence and God, I'm so unclean. Oh my goodness, the things that have been in my heart or the things that have come out of my mouth and oh, the people I represent, Lord, right? Maybe we're in our prayer closet and we're praying to the Lord and we're like, oh, well, my family, Lord, they're a little crazy and oh. But Isaiah has this moment where his mouth is touched with a coal and he is purified. He is cleansed and friends, so are you and I. We are purified in the eyes of Jesus. We are made holy because of his gift on the cross. And Isaiah said something so powerful in response to this vision. So he heard the Lord asking to him, who should I send as a messenger to these people? Like who will go for us? And Isaiah was like, here I am, send, like, send me, Lord. Yeah. So good. And so we can pray that exact same prayer. And I believe that many of us have had a stirring in our heart that I've been made for something more. There, there's more than just the Monday to Friday grind. There's more than the hustle. There's more out there for me and my family. Maybe you're a parent in the room and, and your child is coming to your mind. And you're like, God, I know you've got big things for this kid. Well, we need to pray the send me prayer, not just the send them prayer, but send me. And what's a, a great way of, of praying this prayer is saying, rather than asking God to serve us, what if we told God we're available to serve Him? We're available to serve Him. You know, when I think of, of send me, I think of a prayer that comes with no attachments. Right, no stipulations. When I say, send me, Lord, I'm saying that you can send me without me knowing when or where. There are people throughout the Bible that did not get the ending of the story when they said yes to Jesus. Joseph knew that one day he would have great authority, but he was not given the journey to the ending. Moses knew that he was called to tell Pharaoh, let my people go and lead the Israelites out of slavery in Egypt. He did not know how that story would pan out. You think of Mary being told that the favor of the Lord is upon you and you are going to give birth to our Messiah. Do you think Mary thought it would end at a cross? Did she think she'd make it to see the resurrection? God is so faithful to us that we don't always get the end or the chapters in between but we get the unction, we get the inspiration, we get the word, God, that you wanna do something in my life. And my response is send me, send me. 
And so I think a perfect way, yeah, to wrap it up. Yeah, a perfect way to wrap it up is your life is too valuable. Your calling is too great. Your God is too good. Your God is way too good for you to be distracted by things that do not matter. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Will you guys stand with me today? I wanna say hello to Patricia watching, Donnell, Kayla, Carolyn, Brenda, Martha, Carol. Happy Mother's Day, everybody. We're so glad that you are online with us today. Levi, could I ask you to close us out in prayer? Okay. Would you guys please bow your heads and close your eyes? <clears throat> wow, okay. I'm doing this. Dear Jesus, um, thank you for giving us all the chance to be here together in your church. And God, for people that want to do daring prayers, God, I pray in the name of Jesus that they will do them and that you, that, that you will give them the strength and the wisdom to do it, God. And God, I pray that the people in your church right now will be filled with the Holy Spirit. And in the name of Jesus, God, I pray that the people will give their lives to Jesus. And God, I pray that the people inside this church will know that they are saved, they are redeemed, and they are a child of God. Amen. Amen and amen and amen. <laughs> you did great and I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Come on, I am, I am one proud dad. Man, I am one proud uh, pastor's husband. Come on. And, um, and I'm just one proud um, man, child of God. Um, I love that God wants us to pray some daring prayers. And for uh, somebody in this room, I really believe, you know, uh, many reasons why we're here today. Many reasons why we celebrate moms and we're in the house of God today. But I really feel like maybe a daring prayer for you it's not just to pray big prayers of faith. But a lot of times doubt can, can kind of come in. I mean, a lot of times we'll go, you know what, yes, but and we pray those distracted prayers instead of those daring prayers. And I just want to encourage you that maybe you're in this room today and maybe you lost kind of the hope, the, the excitement of praying a prayer, a daring prayer. Maybe you're here today and you say, God, I don't want you to search me. I don't want you to break me. And Heavenly Father, I certainly don't want you to get my hopes up time and time again. Maybe that's you and I want to encourage you. Maybe you got to pray a daring prayer and that is just a salvation prayer, a starting over prayer to say on this Mother's Day, I'm going to give my life to Jesus. On this Mother's Day, I want to know that I could, I could pray again. That maybe this time is going to be in the lens of a graceful and loving father. Not like Levi, like not the Hulk. We go, about time you showed up, or what's wrong with you? But we have a God in heaven who loves us. When Peter was walking on water, Jesus didn't look at him and go, why'd you doubt? Jesus was looking at him and saying, it's okay to doubt, but let's have some faith. Let's get up again. Jesus didn't leave him to sink. Jesus grabbed him by the hand. And you know, Peter walked his way back to the boat. Because that's what happens when we do daring things and pray daring prayers. So, boy, you by our heads, close your eyes just for a moment today. And man, we just, we love the atmosphere of what God's doing in this house today. We love 
Man, Levi put in so much time and preparation. He was on this stage Saturday and Friday and practicing and, and all those things. But God wants to pause the service today to say, man, will you invite me into your heart? I'm going to search you. I'm going to break you. I'm going to do a work in your life through grace, through mercy, that you will be a new creation today in Christ Jesus. If that's you, I don't want to embarrass you. I want to respect you. But for many of us today, something pretty daring is, is, to, be, is to raise our hands and to say, that's me, Pastor. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to pray a prayer, a daring prayer of salvation. I've been hurt before. I've been, I've been uh, disappointed. Or maybe you walked in here today and someone told you, Jesus, how can God ever love you? But you're going to pray a daring prayer today. And if that's you, just put a hand up and say, I want to give my life to Jesus. I'm going to pray a prayer that's not only going to advance the kingdom of heaven, but man, it's going to make me a new creation in Christ Jesus. I see those hands. Keep those hands up. Keep those hands up. Keep those hands up. Put those hands up. I'm proud of you. And this is what Jesus is going to do. Yes, 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 yes. I see that. So let's pray a prayer. Say, everybody in this room today, let's just pray a daring prayer together. Say, dear Jesus, say thank you for dying on the cross. Say thank you for paying for what I did. So today, I repent of my sins. Say, be Lord of my life. Say, the best way I know how, I'm going to live for you. Say, the best way I know how, I'm going to pray daring prayers. I'm going to pray faithful prayers. I'm going to pray God-sized prayers. And so, because I now know who I am, I'm saved, I'm redeemed, I'm a child of God. Come on, everybody, give God a shout today.